Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Carla Kitty Show. Welcome back. It's Monday night. Um, it's Porn Talk Radio. We talk everything porn. All porn, all the time. Tonight, we have Luigi El Lobo with us. Hey, Luigi, how are you doing tonight? Oh, pretty good. Thank you. How's everybody? Well, it's just me and you right now, but... <laughs> I got you. So, yeah, you know, like I said, Porn Talk Radio, Porn Talk all the time. Anything you can think of that's sexual, nasty, you know, I don't know, whatever. We can make it fun. We can make it educational, whatever the fuck we want to do. But anyways, uh, tonight everybody knows that uh, the brothels have actually been shut down here because of COVID-19. And here in Las Vegas, they've slowly been starting to open things back up. And uh, Alice Little, who is actually a Facebook friend of mine, don't know her personally or have never spoken to her personally. Um, She is also a model that is on the cover of Elite Angel magazine as well. Um, she's one of the highest paid workers uh, at the brothels, has actually decided to sue Governor Sisolak over the closure of brothels. Interesting, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so one of the, one of the biggest complaints is, is if we can open up tattoo shops, massage parlors, casinos, why isn't that the uh, brothels aren't open? And anyway, so before we get really started on all that, Luigi, why don't you tell people who you are, what you're about, where you're from, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I'm Luigi. Um, I'm an adult video producer here in Las Vegas, originally from Los Angeles. Um, started my adult career, and back, I mean, not really a career. It was more like a paid hobby <laughs> back, in, back in the late 80s. Um, and off and on 90s and 2000s because I never took this as a serious, you know, uh, business until recently. Uh, I'm using the porn industry to uh, promote uh, what I have in Costa Rica, which is a vacation property house, which I will uh, make that into a uh, a, a vacation property. And my studio was shooting, you know, down there adult videos, regular YouTube videos uh, for photography and geographers. So stay tuned. Uh, web, the website is under construction. Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, I will be working with Luigi, um, hopefully shooting for Hustler Magazine as well. I know you're going to be submitting uh, some stuff on that for me and uh, whatnot. So that's pretty cool, pretty exciting. Um, met him through uh, good old famous Gemini Burke. Thank you, Gemini. Shout out to Gemini. So yeah, if anybody, if there's any uh, models out there, you know, looking to be shot, this is nude work. It is adult entertainment. So don't come up in here trying to be like, oh, I thought it was clothing. <laughs> So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, what are your thoughts on the closure of the brothels? Honestly, these women have to eat. They got to support, uh, support themselves. Nobody else is. Because every time I tell people about the porn girls that I work with and complain and want to, you know, lecture me, I say, are you supporting them? Are you paying their rent? Are you paying their meals? Right. Their, you know, their, their gas, their makeup? No, then shut the fuck up. Right. Oh, can I, can I use a language? I'm sorry. Yes. This, this is the, I'm the female Howard Stern. Cuss it up. I don't care. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> we can say whatever the fuck we want to say. Exactly. Because I tell people all the time, you know, you have nothing. I'm not here to judge you ladies. Um, we all love sex. And they want to make money doing it. What the hell is the problem? No. And, you know, the thing is, is that Alice and several others, um, these girls are licensed sex workers. And for anybody that doesn't know what that means, everybody assumes that prostitution is actually legal in Las Vegas. And it is not legal in Vegas. You have to have a what they call a sheriff's card and it's basically a license to operate your cootie cat (laughs) and so yes you have to be licensed to be a sex worker here in in las vegas 
she is and there's no reason why the brothels should still be shut down and it's not just about the workers as well a lot of the clients that go to the brothels um there's a reason that they go there one well some of them are being secretive about it of course but um others really it's it's their only outlet a lot of them use it for depression some guys just go there just to talk to the girls some girls just go there to talk to the girls there's a lot of different reasons so uh, it's affecting a lot of people, oddly enough. And for people that want to make fun of Carla for being a big asshole, um, well, it sounds like Alice Little's wanting a whole lot of dick, too, because she's suing over this shit. But, I mean, and I can't say that I necessarily even blame her. Like, I, I, I don't get it either. Why, why is it casinos, massage parlors, and everything else can be open? And... I mean, I've been entertaining men since the entire COVID thing went down without pause. And I've been just fine. So I really want to understand this as well. Well, I hear you. Somebody's wife must have been pissed off, saw the credit card bill, honestly. <laughs> hey, you know, it's funny. I think majority of people actually include their wives now when it comes down to the brothels and stuff. But yeah, like I said, I have not paused in entertaining gentlemen. Um, am I a licensed sex worker? No, I'm not. But um, I'm not charging these men either. Or am I? <laughs> but no, like I said, I haven't taken pause to entertaining friends, um, gentlemen friends, you know, whatnot. Um, so I, I really don't understand it either. I mean, it's, it's just... It, and it's who... I mean, people are going to laugh at her for suing him for... The closure of this but like you said they can't go out and i suppose she could probably go get a regular nine to five but who's hiring at this point or who's really going to want to hire a, a sex worker a woman that works in the adult entertainment industry i myself can say that i can't get a nine to five because of the things that i do because i'm known as the female howard stern because I do uh, porn. A lot of people look at my Facebook or my social media and say, yeah, we don't want that attached to our names. So she doesn't really have any other alternatives. Oh, I know. If you get arrested for it and you get convicted, it stays on forever. Exactly. And so I know, I know, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Dennis had actually almost hired me back in 2017. Um, I couldn't get a license. I'll leave that private as to why I couldn't get one. <laughs> Not because I was a whore or anything yet. <laughs> but um, I couldn't get the license and whatnot. So Dennis is one of the only people that I would have gone to work for in the adult entertainment industry as well. I felt like he ran it very professionally. It was all done legally. The girls are tested three times, three times a week. It was just the way I seen the business laid out. It just seemed to make sense and... He seemed trustworthy. I mean, I even made him the cover of my Kitty Karma magazine. He, you know, I, I made it in tribute to him after his passing. So, like I said, I, I don't know what other options Alice would have. Hold on. Somebody was trying to call him. Yeah, I don't know what other options Alice would have. I mean, yeah, she could probably go out there and create her own content. You know, I know that she has actually been reaching out to people, trying to, um, you know, cam for them. And trying to, you know, connect with her clientele that way and stuff. But I think that still that personal interaction is important to people that they're not getting. And I, I do believe Alice thinks it's important too. Oh, yeah. 
but I, I was hopeful that I could get her on for an interview, but I know when it comes down to interviewing a lot of those girls, because I have asked to interview them once, there's a lot of paperwork and stuff that goes into it, you know, because obviously it could take off and get big. But. Oh, yeah. I don't see nothing wrong with it because um, I do deal with sex tourism. I've been in Latin America and Europe, and I see it everywhere. It's just America so um, prude about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I've been to hotels. Mind you, not in the daytime because in the daytime you do have families enjoying the hotels and the beaches. But when the sun goes down and the nightclubs and the bars open up, oh man, you see hookers everywhere. You know, God bless them. And establishments make them get a uh, medical exam before they can step foot in their property. The girls working in the streets, that's kind of dangerous. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but uh, I do, um, I, if that's how they're making their money, because they don't have welfare, they don't have food stamps, right. they don't have public housing, they don't have anything like that. So when you put yourself in their shoes, and then people start think, yeah, you're right, because, hey, how else is she going to make any kind of money? Right. Well, so when I tell when I tell them that, they're kind of like, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's to, some people are sad, but some g- women do love sex and do love money. Right. And you know what? This is what the Carla Kitty Show is all about. It's about inspiring and empowering all walks of life. And I'm a big advocate for women in the adult entertainment industry. I feel like women in that industry get so, so disrespected. And I've said it a million times on my show. Like, they're, they're bigger actors and actresses than regular actors or actresses. There's a lot of times that these girls don't even necessarily want to be with a person per se because of maybe because they're not attracted to them or whatever the reason may be. But they have to put on the act of a lifetime to make this person believe that. And like I said, just being an advocate for women in the adult entertainment industry because I think they go through a lot. Um, some of them are just doing it for the money. And I, always, I personally have always said, if you want to be in adult entertainment industry, go and go for it. If you don't don't be forced into it and that's the one thing about the adult entertainment industry that i have personally always disliked is women that were forced into it obviously sex trafficking or girls who were pushed into it by who knows their their lover or whatever um but you were saying something about um um americans being prude about it yes there are definitely some prude americans about it but actually it was as i was just reading tonight as well and I already kind of knew this, a lot of foreign countries, porn is actually illegal in foreign countries, which is why a lot of the foreign men come to the American women to see titties or pussy or whatever. Um, but I was also just reading tonight that Japan recently just banned porn right down to anime porn, so they're not allowed to see anything either. So it's like they keep pushing all this porn out of the foreign countries, and it's literally, if anybody wants, and I'm not, I'm not saying this is right by no means, Anybody wants to understand why sex trafficking and why all people are being sex trafficked overseas and stuff is because they're taking everything a fucking way from them. Like, and it's not, uh, it's frustrating because let them watch porn. Who cares? And I know that they're going to say, oh, well, it probably leads them to do these things. There's anything can lead people to do anything, but I don't think porn is going to be a viable reason to say oh that's why i raped that girl because i seen it on porn i mean come on really no because in europe and all over asia where they do have prostitution legal and porn rape raping and sex trafficking is very low 
what mm-hmm. sex trafficking comes many uh, many ways. Girls are looking for the fast dollar, mm-hmm. so they put themselves in that position. But to kidnap a young lady or a young girl and make her do that, it does happen. But these girls come from like extremely poor or neglected house, no no families, right. just sit living in the streets and got no other options. And I told people, if you feel so sorry for them, then you support them because right now, if they're being forced into sex, yeah, that's terrible to me. But I've dealt with more girls who got themselves, who forced themselves because they got themselves in a large car payment. They don't want to live with their parents. They want their own apartment. And now they're financially uh, coerced into porn or sex trafficking or, or prostitution because they got themselves in a financial bind. They don't want to move back home with their parents. They don't right. want to go back to foster homes or, or, or live in the street. You know what I mean? And let's, let's face it. Let, <laughs> this is me kind of calling the women out here. But I mean... As much fucking cheating and promiscuity that's going on these days at these at this day and age, if you're gonna be doing it for free, you might as well be getting paid to do it. I'm not saying if you're my I'm saying if you're a grown ass woman that can make grown ass woman decisions. Same with men. Men are prostituting themselves too. And the reality of it is, even once you're married and everything else, you are still on some level a prostitute. I don't care what you say. Just because you're married and only having sex with one guy, nine times out of ten, and I'm not saying this is the case for all people. The man is paying for your mortgage, your car payment, and, you know, everything. Your hair, your nails, your clothes. And sometimes it is reversed. Sometimes it's the female that's paying for those things. So then the man becomes the prostitute. So prostitution never really ends. The only reason that it's not legal is because the government, who Alice is suing, well, Governor Sisolak, um, they can't tax our pussies. Or our, or our cock. So that's the only reason it's not legal. Interesting, huh? Well, a lot of it is health issues, you know, the diseases. Um, a lot of religious groups with moral issues. Because a lot of uh, Bible thumpers go after these uh, sex workers. It's the and Bible they- thumpers that are the worst at fucking this shit. I know. And it's, uh, all it has to do with taxes. They're not, some girls are not paying taxes. Then you got girls who are trick rolling. And you got the health, mostly the health issues, the spread of AIDS, HIV. That's what we're rampant, you know what I mean? What, what, is that going to matter if prostitution was legal? Because let me tell you what, they're still fucking and not charging. Or maybe they are charging. It's still going to happen. So why make it illegal? No, I agree with you, and I seriously believe within the next five years to ten, I think it will be legal in, in America. Yeah. Because all these um, old people, like back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, they're dying off, you know what I'm saying? And now the new generation <laughs> with the economy, they're dying off, seriously, you know? Once we get the old people out of here, you know, the ones who are against it, you know, shit. Their husbands were cheating on them, too. I mean, I'm sorry, the only difference was, was those husbands didn't get caught as easily because they didn't have fucking fuck book around that's why <laughs> and the only reason uh if you look now police don't even enforce prostitutes i mean unless she's of course they, they don't you just said the police don't enforce prostitutes <laughs> they don't care they're, they're no. banging them too they're fucking them too you know right. what I mean? well, of course they are of course they are they're, they're men too um I know yep. many. I know many prostitutes in back in high school that shocked the hell out of me. I was 15 years old when I met my first first high school prostitute. Mm-hmm. She was 16 years old. She had a hell of a body, 
guys were coming from the hills, which is in L.A., yeah, Rolling Hills, Pablo Verde, Dominguez Hills. Where are hills. you from? I'm from Los Angeles, born and raised. Okay. Dodgers, Lakers, hell yeah. And uh, <laughs> when I was in high school, uh, mind you, when I was 13 years old, a typical Latino uh, tradition, take your 13-year-old son or nephew to a whorehouse. So I went to Tijuana, went to a whorehouse, a bar, got me a hooker, the whole, I'm a man now type of issue. When I was 15 years old, I met a girl, I met a girl in high school. She used to dress like a slut, God bless her. And <laughs> all these guys would grow up in Mercedes, BMWs. And then I saw there's all these girls in my high school were prostituting. Because L.A., the cost of living is fucking expensive. Right. These girls were shopping. And these guys were young. These guys were like old men, fat guys. These guys were in their 20s, early 30s, who were banging young high school girls who loved sex because they were having sex with guys in school for free, but then they met their boyfriends, their sugar daddies after class, you know what I mean? After right. school. So they were doing it for pleasure and for business. Right, right. You know, and uh, this is, huh, this might be a little bit a little bit of a bad turn on this topic, but I'm going to I'm going to bring it up anyways. Okay, so a lot of states it varies as far as what the legal age is. Um, 18, I believe, in some states, 19 in other states and stuff. And I don't know the logistics or the, the, the psycho psychology behind all of it, but uh, why was the ages set at 18 and 19? Because, like, I know the Hispanic culture was marrying their daughters off at the age of 15 because a lot of them had already, you know, gotten their menstruals were able to start build, uh, you know, making their families and stuff. So I'm curious as to why the age is not younger. And trust me, I got a 15-year-old, so I mean, I'm not trying to promote it. It's just there's that curiosity there. I mean, your thoughts on that? My thought is that 18 years old, like I said, the government says they're, they're adults. They start thinking like adults. They can start working. They can do their own thing. Right. Um, anything younger than that, they're still being, you know, they're still being dependent on their parent. Mm -hmm. and so they're living under house rules. Their parents are paying for the bills. So if their parents say, hey, you can't do this, I agree. It's, a, it's, a, it's how the household. Um, I don't think that's stopping a whole lot of teenage girls, hence the show Teen Mom. Oh, God, no. And, and they, like I said, they love the dollar and they love the dick, straight up. Yeah. Or, or vice versa. They love the dick or the dollar. <laughs> money. Women love money. Women love men. Men money. love money, too. Men love pussy, so it goes hand in hand. Oh, no, I'll take a handful of cash any day over a handful <laughs> of ass. I'm sorry. I'll so you're telling me right now, hold on. You're telling me that if you could never, ever have sex again, you can't masturbate either, and somebody was going to give you a million dollars, you'd take the million dollars over masturbation or sex any day. I will take that cash in a heartbeat because I know where I'm going to go, but that money's going to get me enough ass until I die. You can't you know? get ass, though, for the rest of your life. That's That's the stipulation. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I really have enough ass as it is. I'm, there's nothing out there that it's gonna surprise me. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so you were in the porn industry, correct? I was. I was a professional boxing. I had. I had women throw themselves. I'm not saying throw themselves at me, but girls were knocking on my door, knocking on my windows. I was having three something. That's when porn started. To, you know, my mm -hmm. porn producer was my boxing promoter, and that's how I got involved. Right. And I was doing it for fun. I was doing it for sex. I never thought about doing it for business because I'm Latino and, you know, being a Catholic, uh, all, all the family thought it was dirty, nasty. And some, some Latin American countries, porn is illegal. And some people think it's it's against God, so it's illegal. But here in America, it's legal. You know what I mean? Right, right. 
So, okay, since you have worked in porn, I've actually been had the opportunity to interview quite a few porn stars here lately. Shout out to Johnny Jackhammer, who was on last Friday. Shout out to Kira King, who was on, on Monday, I believe, last week. Um, and since you have done porn, it kind of does, like you said, it gets boring. It's kind of like working at Dunkin' Donuts. You don't want to eat donuts after work, so you really don't want to fuck once, you know, you've done all the fucking all day long. And even afterwards, it's not really something that's at the top of your mind anymore, right? Exactly. It's, it's no longer a priority. I've been there, I've done that. You know what I mean? Uh, in my young, in my teens, twenties, thirties. So being with a woman sexually was a priority. It, it was like forget it. I had to. Now it's like tell them I want money. <laughs> right, Philly. Philly. Okay, so what is now? I'm now I'm just being nosy. Okay, what was the biggest sexual experience of your life? Uh, the best sexual experience of my life has to be hot wifing. I never knew what it was. I never. I don't know what it is. I don't think anybody knows what hot wifey is. Do explain, hot please. Hot wifing, there's, there's different uh, variations of it. There's only four popular ones, but there's like, a, it's, it's in a swingers category. Um, my ex-wife was the first time I ever experienced anything like that. She was uh, dressing real sexy. Other men were checking around, and she's a very, very attractive woman. And after our second child, she let herself go, and I was like, oh, man. And all of a sudden, we saw a movie, a uh, big old sex party, and she said, hey, I would love to go to a party like that. I went, what? And her <laughs> side started coming out. So she started, it's basically how I think is where um, husbands enjoy the fact that their, their wives are being slutty, naughty, up to the point of having sex with other men, either by watching, storytelling, joining in, or a full-blown threesome, or swapping with other couples. Hmm. That, sounds... that, was the most, that, was the hot, that was the best sexual experience of my life. Okay. I loved it, and, I met, and, and, and it made our marriage a lot more fun, and uh, last longer, four more years. We definitely got divorced, right. but I still love that woman like, like, you know, I love her like a best friend, you know what I mean? Man, I'm so glad you just said that. That is something I have been trying to tell people, like, for fucking ages. A lot of men, and you did too hid his sexual desires from his wife and then it took the wife i don't know how long you guys were married before speaking on it finally spoke on it and you just said yourself that it saves your marriage saved your marriage for four years at least but that's something i've been trying to convey to my listeners is that your woman or your wife or girlfriend or whoever they're probably as naughty if not naughtier than you, our thoughts are probably more derogatory and deranged than the rest of you guys. And I've always said, you know what, if you would just tell your woman what your sexual fantasies were, nine times out of ten, she will jump on board with it. I actually saved a marriage before it ever even began. I happened to meet a guy in, <laughs> go figure, rehab, yes, I still drink, okay, don't, don't judge me. Um, happened to meet a guy in rehab. And he was very similar to me, very open-minded. You know, um, he actually swung both ways. Not going to say any names or anything. But, um, and he was real, were, he was interested in me because he knew I had the same mindset. But he had already met somebody and he was very much in love with her as well. And he was really nervous about telling her. And I just told him, I said, you know what? You need to tell her. I was like, and either either she's going to be okay with it or she's not going to be okay with it. I said, but do you want to go through a second marriage knowing that it's going to end ultimately because she's not giving you what you need sexually? 
And so he got the nerve in the balls, and he sat her down, and he told her that night after I spoke to him. And lo and behold, she calls me, and she says, she's crying. And I'm like, oh, great, I just ruined a, a relationship. And she's like, you, you told him to do the best thing ever. She goes, I wanted that too. But she didn't know how to speak on it either. So I think it's, you know, a very big deal that when people enter into any relationship, that they're open and honest, especially about their sexuality. So it's pretty cool that you brought that up, though. Proves my point. Yeah, there's a difference between couples talking mm-hmm. compared to couples communicating. A couple needs to communicate. Put right. their guard down, let her have it, let her, her have, you know, let, no holds bar. Communicate. Don't talk. You, everyone can talk. But when you communicate with your soulmate, someone who you truly you can't wait to be get home to, someone you, you know, when they text you, they call you, you're thrilled. That's when you know you got a soulmate, in my, in my opinion. Communicate, because I think my marriage was awesome, and even after I'm divorced, I am still love that woman mm-hmm. but uh, as a friend, and we can still enjoy, you know, a conversation, laugh, and remember the good old times. Right. But we're not fighting like back in the day. Oh, my God, back in the day. Yeah, but that's a different story. I recommend couples communicate, don't talk, and just uh, take it slow. Don't It's baby steps, and not overnight, you know? I think it's a little bit harder for women to open up and talk about what their fantasies are. I think it's best if the, the gentleman go in and kind of try to open the conversation simply because um, I'm, I'm going to assume that the person you guys got with was another male or was it another female? Uh, say again? Was the person you guys got with, was it another male or another female? At first it was other females. My ex-wife loved this. Happened to, I'm, I'm entering her life because when I was in high school, I took for granted. No, uh, it was fine. I never it was recreational, but this is now a marriage where I thought you know the my wife and husband. I said uh, our first thing was she loved watching me with other women, you know, but just dancing, flirting, and girls coming up to me, and that was it. But we never stepped that line of you know, uh, right? You know, having sex with them further. We uh, it, it was a guy. She um, the hot wifey. She met a guy and she fucked him. She came to my house. We got picked up at the airport. She had smirk on her face and she said, "She did it." And I said, "Because we were talking about it for a long time, you know." And um, there's a long story behind that one. But anyway, she did it, and we were just crazy role playing. She talked about it in detail from the moment she met him, what they did, how they did it, and. and the whole time she said she was having sex with this guy, she was thinking of me. Like, I couldn't believe what, what was he doing. I, I wonder how, you know. It was the most exciting experience of my life. And I love it to death for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's funny that you say that because... Hold on just a second. Me and my ex-husband had spoken about um, doing similar stuff, too. And he would always be on board when he had been drinking. But then he'd sober up and be like, no, 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 no. You're going to fall in love with them and blah, 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 blah. And then it was funny, though, because he would... If I did cheat and I would open or tell him that, hey, openly admit that I had cheated on him, he would always ask me to then tell him about what happened. And he was extremely turned on by it. So just there's just some people that just can't handle their their mate being with another person or vice versa. I was very much I was very much like your ex-wife as well, as far as wanting to see um, females with my male lovers. But, I mean, and that was the thing, too, is, like, I'd rather see women with them instead of them lying to me and going behind my back and doing it. Like, shouldn't I be part of this, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was in, um, it was more of her being naughty and that. At first it was me, 
doing my thing. But when she started dressing sexy and me and dressing slutty and talking dirtier, that's when I was being turned on. And the funny thing about it, um, I stopped thinking of other women. I stopped being with other women. All I wanted was to go home and head crazy and, and, and she could get, you know what I mean? We go to bars, restaurants, strip clubs, and I want to see her get fucking crazy as possible. Right. But Not- she was too scared. I would, I would say out of respect, mm-hmm. I should do it, like, just blunt, because what I say it was baby steps. It wasn't overnight. Right. And it does, I agree that it definitely has to be baby steps, too. It's like the, the, the fact that I'm a polyamorous woman and open relationships and stuff, and people just assume, gentlemen, I will normally say, normally assume that it's a pass to cheat. It's not a pass to cheat. There's still rules. There's still dynamics. Like you said, you do it in baby steps. A lot of them just think right out of the gate that you're going to allow this stuff, and there has to be trust earned, all kinds of things. It's like a relationship didn't work out for me. And people are like, well, we thought it was an open relationship. An open relationship is not an entitlement to go fuck whoever you want. There's still a lot of respect that comes in from all people that are in play within that relationship. A lot of people don't get that or understand it. So sounds like you and your ex-wife really were on point with what, you know, how it should, how things like that should, should go down. And every, every relationship is different. Mm-hmm. What I went through is not, is, is going to work for everybody. I wanted to make, I wanted to be her producer and director and I wanted her to be my personal porn star and I told her and I told her way after we got divorced I wanted to this was my fantasy I wanted this she said she wanted it too but by then it was already too late you know what I mean right and here's the thing you know um you say you know you weren't looking at other women once she had you know told you all this stuff um some do and some don't some are like completely satisfied they think to themselves why do I need to go out and do it with another woman when I have one right here that's doing it. Um, do you think a lot of your sexual fantasies have been met by her, and so therefore you kind of don't need to chase them anymore? Uh, um, after my divorce, I, I hooked up with this girl, and she was young. She never been to swimmers club. She never did anything. And I, I met girls who never really. They say they never did, but they they probably have. But anyway, so I I fulfilled every fantasy I've had that I, I belong for, that I would to pay for and invest in. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really thirsty or, or streamy, like dying desperate, horny right now at all. Right. I mean, in the last eight years, I'll take it as it comes, but I'm not going to go out there and break my bank. I'm, you know, If I buy a plane ticket for me, because I don't believe taking a sandwich to the buffet, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. If I, if I take any woman to Costa Rica, it's business. She's going to go out there and do a video for me, with me, or she's gonna. Um, oh, I'm gonna marry her. One of the two, two ways. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. I, I love you know when people ask me that question. You know, like, what have you not done that you do want to do? Um, I feel like I've done everything that I want to do, and I'm 41. Um, I've even done things that I didn't want to do, just because I wanted to see if it would be something that interests me. So I think a lot of people are probably like that today too. I think a lot of people do a lot of experimenting and. Makes you wonder if like people like lose their sex drive way too young now. Like now, back in the day, I would walk into a room full of people having sex, and I would I can't wait to jump in. Now I can walk into people having sex in a room. I like ah fuck, I walk out, ah fuck it, you know. It was interesting. I know it's not, and people think, well, it's a dude. I've been there. I've done that. I wanna if I have a relationship with a woman. I want her to be the naughty one. I want her to be my porn star. Right. I want her to entertain me, my stripper, my lap dancer. You know what I mean? I want her to entertain me that way. 
right. to her naughtiness. Right. I was actually just telling my, my roommate, who is my ex-boyfriend, um, tonight, because I met Cure King, and then I went over to, to talk to him about some stuff as far as marketing and whatnot. And uh, one of the, some of the better people to honestly hang out with are people that have been informed because they've been there, they've done that, and they're not going to be trying to get down your pants immediately. He was a real gentleman, got me a pillow and a blanket for the couch, you know, wasn't trying to be on me at all. And I have to say, I think I'm going to hang out with a lot more porn stars nowadays. <laughs> uh, went hiking the other day and I treated his legs with so much respect. And they were like, when they found out that I'm an adult video producer, they were like, what? I go, you yep. didn't realize that most producers' business, people in the business, not just for, for pleasure, are going to be more respectful, more gentlemen, because we already know what's out there. Um, like, I'm a video uh, producer, so I shoot women of all ages. So when they find out that I'm shooting minors, but for, you know, for the portfolios, for, you know, beauty pageants, they're like, what? I go, no, I keep my business professional. Right. Uh, I do not... And invite any of it, you know, any girl under 18 to, to do porn. I said, right. they're interested. I said, I wait till you turn 18. But uh, and there, most people in this business know the consequences of getting arrested if you right. do touch minors or if you do rape a woman. We know the consequences. And right. this is social media, very powerful. And this is a dog eat dog world. So I can't have women on Facebook saying, this motherfucker producer rape me or touch me, right. you know, and something physical, something illegal, you know, because you hear girls say, oh, he's a creeper, he's a pervert. Well, guess what, world? It's not illegal to be a pervert. It's not illegal <laughs> to be a pervert. I mean, a creeper. It's illegal to be a rapist, a, right. a murderer, a, you know, a, a kidnapper, you know. Uh, so I look at tell women, make sure that he does something physical and illegal. Not because he looked at you weird. If he makes you feel weird, just take it, take your money and run. Fuck the dude, you know, fuck him, you know? Right, yeah. No, it's really funny that you touch on that topic, too. Um, and I'm not going to mention a name either, but I'm actually from Omaha, Nebraska. And a photographer that I had worked with back there was, and I'm sure people from Omaha are going to know who I'm talking about, and that's fine, but I'm still not going to mention his name. I personally thought he was a good country boy, um, well-rounded, and he's now facing charges for something else. And it's it's out there. It's It's on the news and everything. And so... It is definitely something that you, I mean, we, we say, you know, I say, I sit here and I say that I'm, you know, I prefer hanging out with people who are in the porn industry industry because I feel like they're a little bit more gentleman-like. You still need to be careful because there's a lot of people out there that are, their their charm is intended for harm. Um, so definitely still be careful, watch yourselves. Um, I just know that a few here that I've met recently have been very kind, very, uh, more gentlemen. But there's also some that are using that to gain your trust and then do something wrong. So it goes both ways, you know. It's, it, I said, I would tell models, if you go to a set, look at his camera equipment. Look at his uh, social media. Uh, he has every channel out there, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Vimeo, uh, uh, TikTok. The more that he has, the more... That's uh, not necessarily good. always true, too, because I know Ace Michaels, and I ain't got no problem saying that. That man's got about 9,000 Facebook, 9,000 Instagrams, 9,000 Vimeos. You name it, he's on every social media platform. He's stealing people's pages. So that's not necessarily a clue that they're okay and legit either. People can now make websites using WordPress, GoDaddy, and those are websites that they're not paying for. They're not what they would call professional websites. There's, I would I would definitely get references on people, not just look at their social media. 
to be honest with you, we're t- I'm talking about more like physical um, harm uh, in- crimes. What he's doing is white collar crime. I don't even know how to do that. So that's why I don't talk to that subject. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do all that uh, websites. I'm a photographer, videographer, and that's it. And, and uh, I shoot porn right. and everything. So to, to do white collar crime like that, I have no knowledge. My, my expertise is helping women get physically safe. Right. You know, the rapists. Watch out for the rapists. The, you know, the guys are going to try to uh, sexually assault them, physically assault them, try to kidnap them, right. stuff like that for physical harm. Anything anything with white-collar crimes, I have no clue. I wouldn't even know how to do it. Right. I just definitely recommend to any model that's going to any new shoot where you don't know the photographer and you're still, I mean, even though you've done your research and whatnot, I would definitely always recommend taking a bodyguard, whatever, whatnot, so... No, I understand, and there's. I used to be against that because I couldn't concentrate on my shoot. And yeah. second, my safety too. I had a photographer. I had a, a guy from Florida came to Las Vegas. The girl brought her thug ass gangbanger looking homie, <laughs> and he and he bashed him in the back of the head and stole his cameras, his laptop, and his wallet. So that is also my end. I'm at this for my safety too. Right. Second, his cell phone goes off. He interferes. He trips over cables. He's he wants to get involved in the shoe, uh, and that is irritating because we're yeah. paying that model. You don't take you don't take bodyguards or your chaperone to, to work because you are going to work. So have a meet and greet before you shoot with the guy. You know. Uh-huh. Okay. See, now this is this is turning into a great show. In in your defense, I completely understand what you're saying. I think then you should be able to have somebody there as well. Like I I did meet with a guy back in Omaha and he was worried about his safety too because he was shooting porn and stuff like that too. And I said, hey, I'm going to bring somebody since I don't know you. And he says, that's fine. He says, but you know, I have the right to have somebody there as well. That way the girl can't say anything about him either. I mean, that's in both people's best interest. If some girl shows up with some tattooed uh, gangbanger looking dude, brown, black, white, uh, sorry, we're not shooting. I don't know him. Yeah. And, um, because I don't come to my shoot looking all thug, gangbanging, tattooed up, look like came out of jail or prison. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. she shows up with those type of guys. I'm like, you know what? No, I'm good. Forget yeah. It. Yeah, no, I, 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 like I said, I completely get where you're coming from completely 100%. Um, don't dispute it at all. But like I said, I think both people should be able to have people there. But uh, anyways, that's that. Let's end that part of the conversation. We can agree to disagree. Um, but I think we pretty much covered everything. So, like I said, I, I am going to be working with um, Luigi here in the near future. Um, we're going to be shooting together, and then submitting to Hustler Magazine. I'm very very excited about that. Um, so yeah, you guys make sure you uh, stay tuned, listen in, and check it out. And who knows. I might be published in Hustler. So with all that being Luigi, thank you for joining us. Can you tell people where they can find you at? Oh, there's um, at Almost Simple on Instagram and on TikTok, Almost Simple at Twitter. I use Twitter because it's, it's uh, porn friendly. Uh, uh, Instagram is not, or Facebook. So Twitter, I use Almost Simple at Almost Simple. All right, perfect. All right, you guys, that is the Carla Kitty Show, and we are out for now. Thank you. Thank you.